Hey everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you, week in, week out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2% of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines and dreams of the two percenters. Okay, so we'll move on to the word association game now. So what we're going to do this week as we've got two guests is we're still going to do 10 words, but we're going to alternate uh, between Alex and Charlotte. So Alex, starting with you, we're going to have the first word, okay? Okay, let's go. So first word is travel. Adventure. Imposter. Fake. Friendship. Caring. Donation. Also caring. Border. Country. Anger. Frustration. Exercise. Health. Possible. Everything. Snow. Mountain. And finally, event. Fun. (laughs) Perfect, thank you. Hopefully that was (laughs) Those were so random. (laughs) They were were good. They were quite on topic as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, love that. We always try to keep them relatively random, but also have some kind of meaning to uh, yeah. what you're yeah. about. So. Yeah, I was like, you said border for one, and then you said like another random one. I was like, what's the link here? <laughs> but I, I was going to say collie for border, like border collie. But... Uh. <laughs> but it's not really association, it's just a dog. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll pick up on the first word then um, with Alex. So it's travel, travel and adventure. How... Are those associations linked together for you? Um, so for me, I think for a lot of people, actually, any time that you travel, you kind of you're going on an adventure, and I don't mean an adventure, you know, like trekking through the jungle. It's just you know experiencing a new culture or being able to visit somewhere that you've never been to before, uh, different you know food, different people. Uh, I think that's kind of what an adventure is, and that's what you do when you're traveling. Yeah. And how do you balance sort of providing an adventure as a tour company? Because you obviously you need that element of structure mm. and get telling them where they need to go, but also letting them sort of explore for themselves in a sense. Yeah. So one of the things, all of our trips have to have like a goal in mind. So, it, you know, it's an adventure to uh, the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro or an adventure to, uh, you know, wonder of the world like Machu Picchu or Petra. So that's how we keep the structure, but then how they get there, the journey is really on them and it's on the guides. So they have to follow the route, obviously, but, you know, what they do along the way and, uh, you know, if they want to go and take a lunch break in a desert or in a, in a jungle or those sorts of things, that's kind of how, where the adventure comes from. And being surrounded by students as well, you're going to be on this, on this kind of adventure with each other. I also think yeah. the adventure lies in the year before as well. Like, I know adventure means like traveling and stuff, but it doesn't always have to mean that for us. I think 
like the year before where you're fundraising um where like sometimes you go to london and do a bucket raid together or you're meeting these new people i think all of that comes along to like one big journey and one big adventure so mm-hmm. and they can choose as well like how they want to do that on by themselves or with other people so i think um that's not it's not just like the travel bit itself i think it's a big adventure altogether yeah no awesome i think going to pick up on next the caring associations for, for you both from friendship and donation i mean how core is caring to rag as a as a section and, and charity i suppose on a wider level yeah i think just within rag like every single person i don't know like if rag just attracts these people but every single person that i've met in rag has been so caring even if we have like our own personal issues or like university issues like we'll come to the office i think the office is just like a nice sacred place for us all to like hang out and just talk about our problems and things like that and you know that someone's always going to be there to listen to you um so i think at its core like the people in rag are just caring people but also what rag does as a whole i think is really caring and the fact that they dedicate so much like time and effort to making these like for example making events like the fireworks evening so that we can raise money for local charities so i think probably that rag itself is just a caring section but the people in it make it really caring i think that's what really attracted me um to joining rag in the first place yeah definitely i think anybody that goes into the to charity or wants to work with charities you know you're not going in it for the money or or really to you're going in it for the people and you go in it to help and to care for one another uh see so when you go to kind of you you go to meet people in charities or you go to a different students union you, you've got you there's a general vibe or a general kind of empathy and personality with all the different people I, i've definitely met and i think charlotte would agree um which is quite caring in nature uh which i think is just really good for the whole industry and that whole sector yeah and ryan you worked at a charity yourself as well so you must have sensed that everyone yeah, definitely. was just yeah. really caring and they wanted things done for the greater good yeah no i definitely agree I mean, I've spoken it on here, you know, a few times about that kind of collective goal, you know, working towards something together with other people. And then, you know, whether it's an event that you're fundraising for or a certain amount of of money to to then send off to a charity partner or or whatever, you know, reaching that target and kind of knowing the impact that that time or that money can have. Um, And then in our case at the appeal, like months down the line, seeing, whether it was a, an on-site youth zone built or, you know, the Samaritans could then go and implement X project. Like that was so powerful to, to see. And I love that personally in terms of seeing something that has happened as a result of my work and my input. So can definitely kind of back what you guys yeah. said. Yeah. Is there ever, is there ever a conflict of, of people's values in the sense that, you know, you said that everyone there is very caring and empathetic, but I also think that that, challenge of trying to ask people for their money maybe they if you're sort of empathetic in that way it can be a bit of a hard thing to do in terms of trying to like almost some people feel embarrassed to ask people to give up their money to to donate yeah it's actually funny you say that because I think when I took on the challenge for my dog sledding last year I was like so embarrassed to fundraise for it I don't know why like it sounds so silly to say you want like like you're obviously doing something incredible you're fundraising so much for charity but I don't know why I felt embarrassed almost like you say like I think that asking my family and friends like I didn't really 
like asking my friends to like ask them to donate to my page like I posted it on my Facebook status um but I know that a lot of fundraisers a lot of people at charity say like oh you should send this link to people and um, direct message them and things like that but I didn't want to because I felt like it was asking them too much um but I think that if I had messaged them I think they wouldn't have thought I was doing anything bad like they would have loved to donate and they would have thought what I was doing was incredible I just myself felt yeah I guess a bit embarrassed that I was posting and like begging people to give me some money basically but that's how I guess like the world goes around like if you don't ask you don't get yeah, no, definitely I think coming at it from more of a corporate side it's definitely a different angle because you have a more formal relationship if uh, you know the appeal has relationships with loads of corporate partners um, but also charities who want support so charity partners as well so there was a kind of formality to that relationship so I can definitely see but definitely agree with Charlotte like actually on an individual level when you're trying to fundraise thousands of pounds kind of asking people oh, can you donate to my page can you share this can you support me um, you know the one f- the one phrase that I used to get was like oh I'm not paying you to go on holiday you know that kind of thing yeah. uh, and I kind yeah. of really had to get I suppose it was the first experience of like an elevator pitch kind of vibe where mm, yeah. I have to kind of really summarize the impacts of the community projects that we were going wherever it was to do so Costa Rica and Nepal were my two trips and 2015 kind of I was like right okay I need to get down why that money is needed, what it's going towards and the role I play in that. Um, Because of course there's an element that all of these trips have, you know, for us it was trekking and other sort of rest and relaxation, R&R type activities, but everything else was geared towards the community work. And um, I mean, in Nepal, they had an earthquake like a month before we went. Um, So that was kind of, that sort of sold itself in that kind of way because it was clear that there was a massive need there for for fundraising and help. Um, But yeah, it was a very, it's a very interesting question to be fair. And I don't think it's something that people will ever kind of reconcile because essentially you're asking people to contribute money. And so it's always going to be difficult, I think. I'm not sure how you feel about that, Alex. Actually, I think one thing that we did try and do as a business, actually, I kind of touched on it before, was we try and offer people... um, like a range of fundraising tools. I'm a big believer that it's much better to raise money from, you know, offering something to people like a quiz night or raffle, um, you know, doing a, uh, like I said, a Spotify or Twitch stream, just uh, doing something rather than just a single donation. Um, Mm. So one, one of the ways we want to help people or, and I'd say this to anybody, regardless of what they were doing, if they wanted to raise money is to start, start with your, you know, the people that you know, you can just get money off quite quickly, friends, family that you don't have to do much for to kind of get, get the ball rolling and then really develop almost like a business in itself, like develop a little business plan of how you're going to raise X amount of money per, per week and per month. Because, you know, people, people want an experience as well. And if you can do that whilst raising money, then that's even better. Yeah. Kind of focus on the value exchange side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think working at the charity that I worked at on my placement year as well, I think we wanted to stress to our fundraisers so badly like that the money is going to a good cause. And we, as you said about the elevator pitch, we almost gave our all of our fundraisers like a mini elevator pitch for themselves to try on their friends and family. Because um, at the end of the day, like if they don't, like that £10 that you're asking for would be £10 that then otherwise wouldn't have gone to charity so even if you ask like even if they say like oh this is money that's going for your travel and your adventure and things like that um 
it's still money that goes to charity and that money will also end up like helping people all around the world um at least at hope for children that's what we always said to people so i think we encourage our fundraisers not to be like ashamed because they are doing something great and they are fundraising money for charity and which at the end of the day like they can be proud of themselves for doing that and does that challenge get harder the the more you're involved in the section because i know some people do these trips like like back to back like two years three years in a row and um i I remember speaking to one person who was also interested in setting up his own business and um he was kind of put off rag for that sense because he said he didn't want to use up his kind of tokens of of help from family he said i've only got so many sort of asks um in that sense oh yeah definitely i think that's that's definitely the case with a lot of people is you can only really do one big trip whilst, whilst at university maybe um, at least if, if you wanted to rely solely on friends and family and you know the first few donations are normally the easiest ones to get uh, but you can't do that every year because you know people will just go well you know what, what what is it this time I guess as well when there's a will there's always a way like we've got a friend um, who's on rag coming on to rag committee this year um, and she has taken um, part in a big trip every single year since the first year of university. I think she might have started a bit smaller, but she ended up doing like the dog sledding trip with me. Um, and she's gone bigger and bigger each year. And I, I've always asked mm. like how she's done that because like to me, like I did one big trip and I was like, that's it, can't ask any of my friends and family again. Um, but for her, she said that <laughs> she asked her friends and family the first time, but when she wanted to do another big trip, she realized that she had to find other ways of fundraising. Um, whether that be like selling her clothes and doing a house clean out um, or yeah, finding other ways and methods of fundraising that just don't involve involve family and friends, which is why I think mm. that our partnership with the platform, our fundraising platform is going to be really great for helping participants fundraise. They don't really have to worry about asking their family and friends every single time if they do want to do more than one trip, um, but they can use that platform to utilize um, other methods of fundraising, uh, which I think, yeah, is why in the first place we decided to partner with them and, and provide that support to fundraisers i was just gonna say it's what you kind of touched on there is um if you put all your time into making a plan for how to fundraise you and you want to make a business as well it's going to be really tough because they are kind of you've got to have a similar mindset in terms of how am i going to get money to come in and what am i going to do to receive this um so i think if somebody has an idea to go and start a business like you said and they wanted to fundraise for a big trip i think it would be really it's really tough and just because of the amount of time that's required for both um so yeah it's something definitely to consider for us yeah um, and both aspects are very challenging sort of the, the managing the time and the money but as you as you've said yeah. there Charlotte where there's a where there's a will there's a way and that kind of reminded me of your connection of, of possible and everything so we love sort of that sort of attitude and on the two percent and I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that really I think I've just always had a positive mindset with everything um I think that I've always had like from young that some like my dad's always said everything is possible like your world's your oyster I truly truly believe in that I think that like if you do really want something same as like if you don't ask you don't get like if you do really want something I think everything is achievable um and whether it be like we do have to put a bit of hard hard work in um there is still a way for us to get to the end point like with this business um I think that we would really determine to you know, get these trips in the first year with Loughborough and eventually like grow something bigger. And I think that we're working hard to achieve that. So I think with anything, if you put your mind to it, um, you will, you really will be able to achieve that. Yeah, no, it's something we talk about a lot to be fair, because 
the whole idea around two percent as a mindset is that you know you, you do take risk you do have a good relationship with your comfort zone like you're chasing what you want to do in that way i think there's got to be something else there though like you guys are continuing to to have this vision throughout a pandemic like starting a business kind of your first business now kind of january time i think was was the kind of incorporation kind of time for you guys you know that was right at the the beginning like what is it that keeps kind of bringing you back day by day to to build this for me personally it's just the the chance to kind of be in control of your own destiny uh it sounds a bit cliche or cringy maybe but we especially at the moment uh, i apply for a lot of jobs and you fill out application forms and application forms and then you hear nothing back you do it takes you know five six hours per one and i just thought well, why am i doing this when i've got a a skill set I could probably, you know, there's never been a better chance in my life to take this risk now to try and start a business in something that I at least, we at least between myself and Charlotte, we at least know enough to start. Uh, you know, we can learn the rest on the way. So that, that was yeah. kind of what we, what we kind of believe in and what we're striving to do. In fact, we've actually got uh, a lot of plans for the future of the business in terms of if we have a, a presence on a campus and if we have a, the skills to organize group travel, there's nothing stopping us going into, you know, organizing trips for societies, for halls, um, you know, branching out a bit more in terms of going down the corporate side of things. There's so much we could do with it. So we really see lots of potential there. I think we also see, we, I think like for both of us, none of us ever see a challenge as a challenge. We always see it as an opportunity. As we mentioned yeah. before, like with the whole climate change and um, we saw that, like that is a challenge, but we saw that as an opportunity where how can we be sustainable? How can we be environmentally friendly with all the trips that we have? And with like Corona, like we don't see that as a challenge. We see that as an opportunity for us to now come out and tell everyone what we're doing um, and how we're different from everyone, especially in times like COVID and things like that. So I think just the mindset between us, we are just like that. Even Alex, like this is so minor. I think he's just got a really positive mindset with everything and seeing things as opportunities like he used to do he used to send motivational monday quotes every single week and i think just things like that just shows that he's got such a positive mindset and, and how he always sees things as opportunities which is why we've decided to grow the business yeah i love that joshua joshua will be really pleased with that because he loves a quote as well <laughs> yeah i do fully love a quote can you link me in to the motivational monday WhatsApp? yeah yeah get, get that whatsapp group going yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. Every Monday on the Endeavours page. So we need to get today's one up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Get following, Josh. Get following. <laughs> awesome. The the last one I'm gonna pick up on for me is exercise and health. Like I think there's so much there around especially with lockdown and the 30 minute exercise per day. And then there was so much around linking to charity exercise as well, like doing the the Strava kind of like 5k was it and and all of that yeah. stuff like exercise and health is, is so important I mean how important is it for for you guys I think well I've always just loved sport like ever since I was a really young age have joined like all my school teams like rugby basketball netball and everything like that but I think as corona as covid hit it was more important to focus on my health I think well one of the things is I had not really much else to focus on like it was actually a time for me to really focus on myself really focus on being 
I'm healthier and better to my own body. Um, but I also took up running more often and more regularly. And after that, I actually found out that it made me feel happier. And it made me, especially in times like where we were in lockdown, um, just even going on one walk a day or one run a day, it made me feel just like a, like a lot more refreshed and a lot more like myself rather than just being stuck in my room all day. Um, so I think focusing on my health, especially during like lockdown, made things a lot easier for me and I really looked towards, and even now like I'm running more and more and eventually might want to do like a half marathon and challenge myself to things like that. Yeah, I, I, I'd tag on to that. So it kind of ties into what we want to do as a company, which is about challenging ourselves and getting outdoors and being active. That's kind of how we are as people. I've, I've never been you know I've, I've, I can do most sports but I'm, I wouldn't say I'm competitive in, in most of them uh, but I, I just enjoy the, the aspect of doing a sport being active and being you know taking part in physical activities just for the for the, the benefit that it brings to yourself in terms of you know friendships and um, learning about respect for one another and the com- competitive element of it uh, and then also obviously it keeps you healthy it keeps your mind refreshed which can then help you become a better person and we can use that to help the business as well yeah perfect okay so something i wanted to ask you charlotte i know that you mentioned around the mindset and kind of being everything being possible just to dig into that a little bit more uh when we've spoken before you mentioned that at loughborough you got involved i think in final year in the len the loughborough enterprise network and kind of developing that entrepreneurial mindset a bit later on in university kind of do you want to tell us a bit about that and and how that maybe led to endeavors as well yeah yeah I think that well what helped me a lot I think was my placement year actually I think seeing some people on place uh, some of my colleagues they started their own business so I think for me I started to see there that like not everyone has to have like a regular nine-to-five job like they can actually do something else um just on their own and also my dad has his own business so I've always always kind of like thought of oh maybe I could start my own business but I was never kind of brave enough to like take that big leap and take that step um I think in a sense because I didn't really like believe myself a bit as cheesy as that sounds but then coming yeah coming back to fourth year and meeting Alex and seeing how much of that mindset that he had and then yeah he brought me he was like oh why don't you come along to one of these lens uh, lend network sessions um and I think after the first one, after the first one, I was pretty nervous and like, like apprehensive about going again. But then I realized that it was actually so like they've provided so much support. And I think that support and made me want to go back and learn more. And everyone there as well has such similar mindsets um, where they just want to like make a business, like better themselves and things like that. So I think after that first session, um, it really just opened the doors up for me and help me like take that first step into making our own business yeah and definitely like shout out to to the guys at len i know that they've been pretty big for for our journey josh as well in terms of just i guess it's not just connecting with like-minded people at university is that kind of belief like you say that kind of external push maybe to say actually you can do this you can think like that you can build your own business or project that is a kind of passion project, I guess. Yeah, I, I think definitely I've, I've really enjoyed Len in terms of uh, the kind of environment it creates. So they've got obviously people that have been quite far down the line with making businesses and they've also got the kinds of people that give you 
just like advice and support about the mindset to make a business. And did you did you um, have that sort of entrepreneurial mindset to begin with, Alex, or did you engage with Len, and then that was sort of what triggered the the drive for yeah. your? No, I think I've always had a kind of a passion for business and doing things myself. Actually, if I look back on you know when you write things letters to yourself when you're younger, I think there was one when I was about. 10 or 11 in year seven or eight and I'd said I want to be an entrepreneur when I'm older um you know I was a big fan of Richard Branson and I'd read his books I'd you know loved watching kinds of shows like Dragon's Den and The Apprentice um you know these kind of things just sparks a passion and then it takes you've got there's a difference between kind of an entrepreneurial mindset and starting a business because you've got to find something that you actually have the ability and the skill to go into and it was only in this last year that I've really thought, oh, you know what, I could do this. Uh, and that was when I, the Lend Network got involved and they helped in terms of molding me and the business to be, you know, fully ready to take it on. Yeah. And as I said, for me, I think like it's that external push that I really needed um, and making and I think they helped us. They helped me especially believe in myself and realize that we actually could do something like this, which I think that's like what they're really good for um and just even like meeting having like meetings with them every couple of weeks that kind of like solidifies like the encouragement and support that they're giving to us and helping us with yeah definitely no awesome and so now i think we're gonna move on to the the last section of the show so we have a question for you from our last guest uh sanjana from you humanity and then we will get you both to leave a question, just whatever's on your mind uh, for our next guest as well. Okay. So that, that question is, has the pandemic altered your perspective of community and humanity? And if so, how? That's a good question. Nice um, question. Yeah. I think it's really brought, I don't know, I think that we've actually really come together as a community and I think it has like brought my faith back in humanity in a sense. Um, like even when we did that run five, donate five, nominate five challenge, uh, so many people got involved. So it's great to see that like a community got together and tried to do something for the greater good. Um, but also like there's so many, so I'm back in Hong Kong at the moment and there's so many posters just like everywhere in Hong Kong that's just saying like, oh, as community, we can fight this. Like we can't do this alone. We can only do this if, if everyone comes on board and helps out together. So I think I've really seen that, um, especially back home in Hong Kong. Um, like now they've just, like we're in the midst of our third wave and things like that, but you can actually really see like, the community coming together um, and trying to combat that. So I think now more than ever, it's great to see like the community coming together and helping fight the virus. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd agree with that. I think a lot of the time people have definitely, you know, local community, larger community, whole countries have come together in ways that we've never seen before, at least in our lifetimes. Uh, and of course, there's, you know, subsets and small cases of things not going and that not happening. But I think for the most part, the vast majority uh, of cases show that, you know, we've become more collective and more thoughtful about what we're doing. Yeah, and also I think a lot of people now more than ever are feeling so alone. Um, I've heard, like, people post on Instagram stories saying, like they've just never felt this loneliness before because some people live alone and same as my sister, she lives alone. She hasn't seen her boyfriend in like so many months. Um, and because she works as a vet, she can't really risk that to go see other people. So I think now more than ever, 
people like friends of communities have come together to support each other um like we've never seen before and I think that like with my sister and stuff like she, well, she did feel lonely at the beginning but then after all of us like all of our friends like we do zoom calls together like we do pub quizzes and things like that online I think coming together like helps her feel a lot better not as lonely not that she's in this alone anymore and whether and it's more that we're in it all together yeah no, and I'm really glad you picked up on that as well because I think it is it is easy to think that you know humanity is terrible and it's so negative with everything on the mainstream media but um Sanjana you know at, at you humanity she's making an effort to collect 1,000 stories of kindness that have come out from the um pandemic so yeah echoing echoing what she was she's doing and that, that's really really nice to hear so final ask of you both is to um ask a question for our next guest whatever you would like to ask okay so do you want one question each either it doesn't matter really um we can do i've got a, a good one so um my question would be would you rather be feared but powerful or loved but powerless oh okay <laughs> interesting we haven't had a I've would got... you rather before so that's interesting yeah i've got a less deep one um that we were discussing earlier is if you could only eat one food for the rest or one cuisine for the rest of your life what would it be <laughs> Okay, perfect. Amazing. Nice. Thanks, there. Yeah, great. It's a deep, a deep on. one and a not deep, so deep one. one. Funny one. Yeah, nice. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for taking the time. Uh, we'll make sure that we link endeavors and everything else in the uh, description. Thanks a lot. Really, really enjoyed our chat today. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. See you again on no, 2%. Thank podcast. you so much for having us. Thank really you so it. much for having us. It was great to chat with you guys. Well, that's it for another episode of the 2% Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. If you or someone you know has a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch. And if you have a question you want answering, send it in to us using Anchor Voice Messages and you can feature in a future episode. All the links are in the description. Stay motivated, follow your dreams and as always, do it with a smile.